Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, August 12, 2021, and this is day 1253 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you, glorify you, and praise you. There is none like you. Thank you so much for waking us up this morning to see another beautiful day that you created just for us. I ask, Father, that you will give us your peace that passeth all understanding and help us, Father, to go forward and complete the task that you've given us for today. I ask, my Lord, that you will come for the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Today's message is a famine of love. So a famine is a a lack of. We are lacking love in so many ways. We're going to be coming out of 2 Kings chapter 6 verses 24 through verse 33. And it says, sometime later, Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, mobilized his entire army and marched up and laid siege to Samaria. There was a great famine in the city. The siege lasted so long that a donkey's head sold for 80 shekels of silver and a quarter of a cab of seed pods for five shekels. So it sounds like from what I'm understanding here that I mean, it was very expensive just to get something that typically would cost hardly nothing. As the king of Israel was passing by on a wall, a woman cried to him, Help me, my lord, the king. The king replied, If the lord does not help you, where can I get help for you? From the threshing floor? From the wine press? Then he asked her, What's the matter? She answered, This woman said to me, give up your son so we may eat him today and tomorrow we'll eat my son. So we cooked my son and ate him. The next day I said to her, give up your son so we may eat him. But she had hidden him. That's really rough, isn't it? I mean, just the very thought, but it had gotten that treacherous that that's what people had resorted to. Verse 30 says, When the king heard the woman's words, he tore his robes as he went along the wall. The people looked and they saw that under his robes he had sackcloth on his body, which was a sign of mourning. And when he tore, you know, sadness, mourning for the dead and and just crushed He said, may God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on his shoulders today. Now, Elisha was sitting in his house and the elders were sitting with him. The king sent a messenger ahead, but before he arrived, Elisha said to the elders, Don't you see how this murderer is sending someone to cut off my head? 
Look when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold it shut against him. Is not the sound of his master's footsteps behind him? While he was still talking to them, the messenger came down to him. The king said, this disaster is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? So I was, uh, when I was studying this and I was reading my commentary, it says this could mean three, maybe one of three things possibly uh, that uh, this king was speaking of. It says um, some commentators say that Elisha must have told the king to trust God for deliverance. The king did this and even wore sackcloth. But at this point, the situation seemed hopeless. And apparently the king thought Elisha had given him bad advice and not, and not even God could help them. The second thought could, that, that the commentaries state was uh, it could be for years the kings of Israel and prophets of God had been in conflict. The prophets often predicted doom because of the king's evil. So the king saw them as troublemakers. Thus, Israel's king was striking out in frustration at Elisha. And then the third uh, could be the king may have remembered when Elisha helped bring an end to a famine. This was in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41 through 46. And, and knowing Elisha was a man of God, perhaps the king thought he could do any miracle he wanted and was angry that he had not come to Israel's rescue. So whatever it was, the king was now going against God because of the famine, uh, because people had resorting to eating their children. Point number one. I'm sure you can come up with many things we're lacking in this world we live in. Lack of clean air, lack of equity and fair treatment for all people, lack of care for our environment, lack of money, lack of genuine, sincere, caring relationships. But the number one thing we as a people are lacking is love. I'm talking about unconditional love, God's love. I love you just because kind of love, not because what you do for me, not because of the way you look, uh, but just because. And that's how God loves us. I'm going to read this from 1 John 4, 7 through 8. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And and that is just so profound to me, you know, that the very one who created us, that is love. And and that is who we should be like. And I'm I know you are. I'm I'm just saying in general, we're we're lacking that as a, a people overall. I'm gonna go over now to first John. Uh, chapter 4, starting at verse 9 through 12. And uh, I'll read that. It says, this is how God showed his love among us. Okay. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, 
but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So he paid the price for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. As we can see, point number two, as we can see, the world harbors hate and unforgiveness and is very vindictive. But we who are believers should be overcoming darkness through the light of love and the eternal life residing in us, which is, yes, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me read uh, also 1 John chapter 3, verses 11 through 15. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. And that's Jesus Christ himself residing in us. We cannot, as I stated, uh, I think yesterday or the day before, we cannot serve two masters. We're going to love the one or hate the other. So we can't, we cannot love the world and still love God. It's impossible. Uh, when we love, truly love God, we will not do what the world is doing that is against God. Why did the woman eat the other woman's son and then hide hers? Why did it have to come to eating another human being? Why, why did it come to that point, period, right? Because of disobedience to God. And this is happening today. The eating of human life is taking place through murder and hate. Why did the king blame God? Why did people do evil and blame God? The very one who gives us breath in our bodies? It's because we don't love God. We have the responsibility to continue to walk in God's unconditional love, sharing the love of Jesus with the lost, and being careful to keep ourselves nurtured in his love so that we don't fall prey to the enemy of hate. Continue to love others even when they don't love you back. And let God's love keep you in his perfect peace. Yeah, as we are going through these uh, treacherous last days, um, God is with you. He will provide for you. And do not fall for the enemy's schemes. He is trying to create division, uh, even um, especially among the believers, because he already has the world. 
He is trying his best to tear down the kingdom of God, but he he's not going to win. <laughs> he can't win. It's read the back of the book, Revelation. He will be locked up for eternity. And he knows his time is short, so he's even if it weren't if God did not cut the time short, even the very elect of God's people would be fooled. So we have to keep our eyes on him on our Lord. We need to stay in the word and study, eat the word of God. We need to pray. We need to fast as the Lord leads you to fast. Uh, We need to uh, praise and worship songs and hymns to ourselves to encourage ourselves. You know, we need to always have on our full armor of God at all times because at any moment, The enemy is looking for any little slither of a gap to slip in to try to infiltrate and contaminate God's kingdom through God's people. I am having such a blessed time, a wonderful time. The whole team that is working with us at T-Zone and uh, being able to share the love of God uh, through Um, teaching youth um, workforce and life skills, excuse me, training. And um, we'll be teaching entrepreneurship coming up in September. But it has been quite a joy to see the transitioning of the lives that God uh, has. um, He has given us responsibility uh, to share uh, with them in love and teaching them how to love one another unconditionally. Let me tell you something that happened, okay? So uh, we have 15 to 18 students right now. Uh, Well, when I count, um, you know, one of our uh, young men who's being mentored by us, so 16, and then my granddaughter who's there to help, sometimes that's 17. So uh, we had um, a young man that would attend, that attends, and he is extremely quiet and very shy and he just kind of stays to himself and uh he came uh the first day he participated and he just just was so used to not uh completing things because of the shyness and not wanting to be around people and so what i summed it up as is he he would run, you know, because he just didn't feel comfortable. So he attended day one and he didn't come back day two. And so the Lord put on my heart to reach out to find out what's going on. This is this is someone that God has entrusted us with. And what's going on is kind of like, you know, when when that one sheep leaves, the, the owner is going to go seeking that one, leave the others in safekeeping and find the one. And when I called his grandmother, who was such a delight and kind woman, said he he just didn't want to come back, and 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 he does this, you know, and uh, we want him to be there, and and I said, well, is it all right? Would it be all right if I call him, call his mom? And she said, absolutely, and she gave me his mom's number, and um, I called his mom. And she said she doesn't know why, but this is something that he's done in the past. Everything they've gotten him into, uh, he just won't stay in it and committed. He he just leaves. And so I said, would it be all right if I talked to him? 
And uh, she said, sure. She gave me, gave him the phone and I told him how much we missed him. And uh, why did he, why isn't he coming back? And he just said, I don't know. And he, he talks really low. Uh, and so I said, so, um, well, will you consider coming back? Because, you know, everybody's asking about you. And, and he goes, yes. And anyway, to make a long story short, he did come back. This was about over a month ago. And he came back and he has been coming every day ever since. And he's so shy and quiet. So one of the young ladies in the class said, Miss Jackie, would it be all right if I wrote uh, this young man a letter, just like just something of encouragement? And I said, that would be awesome. And, and that's just how much how the love is just flowing in the room with the youth. I mean, they're wanting to help one another. And so she puts the letter, just wrote him a little message and put it on his desk. And after lunch, I got back in and I saw him standing there reading it. And I saw like the smile come up on his face. And from that point on, the young lady and him would would just have this one thing in common, acting silly together. They were both artists. And, and he just, I could just see he was full of joy. She's full of joy. And uh, I've seen a transitioning just taking place, not only in him, but in all of our precious young people that God has blessed us to be a part of. They have blessed me and the whole team of T-Zone leaders tremendously. And tomorrow is their graduation. Uh, It'll be their 26th day. And they'll be graduating from um, the uh, workforce training you are more than welcome to attend. It'll be tomorrow from 7 to 8.30 p.m. at the church, 2100 Prospect, Kansas City, Missouri. So we'll be doing that, and we're very excited. But the most important thing is, do you know Jesus? Do you know him as your Savior and Lord? Do you have the love of God? For we are experiencing a famine of love, and God is reaching out his hand and saying, please come. I'm waiting on you. I love you. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's how much God loves you. And I love you too. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name in your email address. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.